0: One day
1: business. Break hey Chris, what up man, how are you? I'm good my man, it's good to be back. Episode number four here, season two. Yeah,
0: some people been binge listening, and they've been actually waiting for this episode because today we're going to talk about something that I'm very familiar with, and I think you're very familiar with too. Uh, It's something we both specialize in, and that is— No I've,
1: no, no, I've never failed. I've never failed at anything in my life. You are
0: failing at this very moment, actually, oh. by saying that. Uh, <laughs> no, guys, failing is, is actually a really important thing when it comes to entrepreneurship. And a lot of people are conditioned as growing up, you know, seeing those big fat red Fs on a grade paper that failing is bad, right? We're sort of conditioned to learn that failing is bad, but failing is good. And we're going to talk about different stories of failure that we've both had that is ta- that have taught us lessons that have then been, a- been able to shape kind of who we are now and what we've become and what we've created. So um, any any sort of backstories behind failing and sort of why it's important, Chris, uh, before we get into actual stories?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing here is a lot of people don't want to admit when they fail. Um, why? And I think that's – well, because, you know, it's – you're, I mean, it could be, you know, loser, you know what I mean? Like people, people don't, people don't want to, people don't want to be seen as being a failure. Uh Um, and, and I think the other thing is, I think society has led us to believe that, you know, the hustle, the grind, the success, the, you know, all that kind of stuff is what entrepreneurship is all about. I call a huge amount of BS on that. It's certainly not. Um, and I, I think that, Ultimately, if you're not failing, then you're honestly not growing. You're not moving forward. And failure can take obviously lots and lots of different forms. It can be losing money. It can be losing time. It can be you know uh, you know spending a week putting together an opt-in magnet for your blog to grow your email list and. And, and you know, spending two hundred dollars on Facebook ads and having two people, you know, <laughs> go ahead and opt in. I mean, there's a lot of different formats to failure. Right. But I think ultimately the fear of failure is at the very core of every entrepreneur. We don't want to lose. We don't want to fail. And I think that's one of the reasons why when it does happen and it does happen more often than we are aware of, um, people don't want to talk about it. I love talking
0: about failures. I think for SPI at least for smart passive income, those are the things that when I talk about them get talked about the most and get the most response and the most engagement. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the, the the reason for that especially in this online world where, you know, you can put up a front of any kind that you want. You can you can basically be anybody who you want to be by what you post and images that you post. I mean, how many times do you come across an Instagram channel and you're like, "Really is life really that perfect?" Right? It almost right. makes you wonder if that's even real, I mean, you, you almost know that it's not real. And so they must be hiding something, right? But when you share your failures and your mistakes and you own up to it and you, you, you are authentic about it, um, it makes you more human and more like a person. And as you always say, this is a P2P world now where the more you can kind of connect with people, and sometimes that connection happens when you make a mistake and you, you own up to it, or people even catch you, and then you say, okay, yeah, you're right, I made a mistake. You can become more human that way, as opposed to just pretending to be perfect all the time, which I think we all know is just a fake.
1: It is a fake. And I mean, you know, I think it's that transparency that people want to see nowadays more than anything else as well. You've been transparent. You've been doing it very, very well for a long, long time. Truth be told, when I first got active online for the first couple of years, I was not as transparent as I should have been. You know, I was hiding behind somewhat of a bit of a corporate persona. Uh, As you know, I struggled a lot making the break from virtual business lifestyle, and then going into my own personal brand at chrisducker.com. I, I mean, I battled with this because I was worried about what everyone was going to say. What was my clients going to say? What were my you know, friends going to say? And so on and so on. So I would pull back on, on the transparency factor. Like I would what, pull what, back. what was something that you, looking back, wish you had talked about or been more open with? Well, the fact that I struggled so much in 2010 with that virtual CEO goal Mm -hmm. of mine, you know, I started blogging January 2010, podcasting 2000, sorry, uh, April 2010. Um, And I think, you know, even though I was going through the year with this goal of removing myself from a business um, and I was keeping people up to date with my monthly reports, I honestly was not being as transparent as I could have been uh, when I was writing those reports. You know, I, I would say that, you know, this month I hired a new recruitment manager to come in and train all the staff so I no longer have to do it. Little did the you know the blog readers know that I had to go through you know twenty five interviews for that post because I completely screwed the first job description up uh, and wasted a ton of time so you know when I look mm. back on it, there were very valuable lessons that I could have shared by being more transparent um It's not like I was lying or anything it was just I was not telling, telling the whole it all truth. Right, exactly right. right, and I think that's the big thing and I think that's one of the reasons why um you know people like yourself who, who have, who have got that transparency at the very core of their overall message, um, is, you know, are doing so well. And it's something that, I, I don't feel like I struggle with it anymore, but i i I still to this day maybe it's because I'm a little older, maybe I'm a little old school in that regards. I'm British obviously, so I'm a little bit more conservative um maybe possibly I have to second guess myself a little bit from time to time with just how much I share because of all those things combined. Yeah. Who knows, but I'm definitely way, way 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 better than what I was back in the day, and I certainly never lie because my mummy wouldn't like that. <laughs> You know, I've told many
0: stories about failure in my past, and the one that seems to be one that's very popular with people was when, around the same time, 2010, I was talking to a lot of people in the online space, and there were two people, two separate people who didn't know each other, but they were both creating WordPress plugins at the same time, and they both launched within two weeks from each other, and they both made over six figures in their week of launch, and I was like whoa, this is amazing. They had audiences just like I did. They built software for their audiences and then word kind of spread and then they just crushed the launches. And I was like, like there were dollar signs coming out of my eyes, like (laughs) And that was the first mistake, right? That's the first mistake was going for the money first and trying to force something so that I could do that. And so what I really did was I I ended up trying to build two different plugins. I got so greedy that I didn't want to do just one. I tried to do two and I tried to do them really fast so I can go out there and sort of take hold of this wave that seemed to be happening in the world of plugins and stuff, big mistakes. I went too fast, I didn't even know exactly what I wanted and this is why I mention this in my book Will It Fly? Because I didn't validate these ideas first. I actually tried to keep them secret. And I was like, guys, I'm not gonna tell you what I'm doing because
1: it's gonna be huge
0: on launch day. Like it's gonna be amazing. I,
1: and I vaguely remember some of this as well. I I mean, we were still in our infancy of our relationship here, but I I do remember some of these remind me what these plugins were for again.
0: One <laughs> was one was, was like a, a specialized contact form. Where depending on the answers or questions that people put in, it would serve them automatic answers and stuff that would just – it really scratched one of my own itches. But because I didn't really design it all the way through and create a wireframe, I handed off to the developer that I hired a description, and what I got back was nothing like I had imagined. Right. And initially, I got really upset. I was like, how could you not understand what I'm talking about? And of course, right. you know, it didn't matter that this person was in another country. He was trying to read my mind, which he couldn't possibly do. And when I was like, okay, fine, I'm gonna sit down, and I'm gonna wireframe this whole thing for you just so there are no mistakes. And when I tried to do that myself, I was like, crap, what do I do here? Oh my gosh, like there are so many holes that I didn't even know how to fill. And you know, long story short, one of those plugins dropped off much earlier in the process, but I kept going with one of them. As soon as it was, as as it was finally done, it was about six months into the process. It was supposed to take six weeks and about five thousand dollars. It took six months and fifteen thousand dollars. And as soon as I got it out there and I was like excited about it, I shared it with all my friends and and, and a few other people and they were like, Pat, eh, I mean it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right, and yeah. I was like crushed, right, and I was too embarrassed to launch it. I mean I didn't want to launch it because it wasn't great, but I was initially too embarrassed to tell that story and As soon as I started telling that story to other people in public uh, just in conversation, they were like, "Wow, thank you for telling me this because it just showed me a lot of what not to do like thank you for doing this. What was the other plugin The other plugin was a resource page plugin one that could help you automatically track Uh, The different resources you put on a specific page on your website that would then understand, you know, what's working, what's not, sort of different ones depending on, you know, how they were performing.
1: Uh, I have no – okay, I have no recollection of these now then. I'm I'm beginning to think that possibly you had another – App or another plug-in idea that you're holding out on. Because I I remember it being something other than those two. But no. I'm old. I've forgotten now. No? Nothing? An-
0: anyway, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the idea was so bad I just removed it from my conscious <laughs> uh, and subconscious mind. That is actually potentially true. But anyway, Very you possibly. Know, the, the, a lot of big lessons there. One, I was chasing money. Two, I was going way too fast. I didn't slow down. Uh, I, I I approached my next software idea much better as a result of those lessons, I learned that was a smart podcast player. Um, but, but then the other big lesson was just, I didn't validate the idea first. And that's, that's really where, where will it fly came from? And that was a huge failure, $15,000 failure and, and an ego failure. But I've since learned to just own up to that and realize that, well, it was just a big expensive lesson and it's definitely paid off as a result of, you know, smart podcast player. And, uh, I'm sure the other future software projects I'm going to be involved with.
1: You know, it's funny you say there was an ego failure. Let me let me deep dive then into my one big failure story here because it, it beat me up from an ego perspective. I think more than anything else, it's ever Is this happened. Is when I beat you in basketball? <clears throat> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's clarify a couple of things right now for everybody tuning in. Number one, you didn't beat me at basketball. Okay. It was, it was a video game hoop. It wasn't even like a proper sized hoop no, but it or was on like a court a or It was like a ball that you throw into a net, like one of those arcade games. Right, which was, I mean, okay, warranted. Yes, you got a higher score than me. I will give that much, right? I will give that <laughs> Boom, much. Done. Move but <laughs> I, I have never, <laughs> I have never played arcade basketball before. You obviously have because you're American and you love all that stuff, I right? Do, I do. And you're a Cali boy, and so you know all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm not trying to say that you're an advantage, but you were at an advantage. Um, and uh, honestly, we were in a very crowded location. <laughs> okay. I, had Darren Rouse on one side. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, you know, it was. Anytime. i wonder re- why you I, I, re- I wonder re- how re- you, you,
0: you you remember this so vividly it, like it like it actually made a huge impact on because your life because it still
1: haunts I... <laughs> my dreams pat flynn that's why it's still because and because you never bloody stopped letting me know it doesn't about haunt it.
0: your dreams it haunts your reality because i keep bringing it up but oh, it's kind gosh. of a running joke that we have anyway go on
1: <sighs> that you have anyway so i i think the uh I think the big the big thing we talk about ego real quick. Yeah. And, and and like for me, um this was a big one because I okay, so so circa two thousand and twelve or so. Um I started blogging January two thousand ten uh launched virtual starfinder in um August of two thousand oh, sorry, September of two thousand and ten. Uh and that did very well very well. So if for those of you tuning in that haven't heard of virtualstarfinder.com what it basically is is it it's a service that bridges a gap between busy stressed out entrepreneurs and highly experienced virtual assistants here in the Philippines and we're fundamentally a recruitment hub. That's what we do. Um, and it's still rocking and rolling. We've had well over 5,000 people hired through that surface. um, and people absolutely love it. it. I mean, we, we very, very rarely get an upset client. It's, it's one of those things. that just ticks over really nicely and it's a very successful business. So that was rolling real well. Everything was going well. I was building up a little bit of a reputation for myself, um, as a virtual staffing expert, as an outsourcing expert, delegation, productivity, that kind of thing. Roll around the beginning of 2012, and I have this incredible idea. After hearing lots and lots and lots of complaints from people that it had poor quality, freelanced work done, such as article writing and ebook design, and you know all these different types of things, um, these one-off jobs. Uh, where they had gone up on these job posting websites, spent money and got less than what they expected from a production perspective. So I figured, well, I'm Chris Ducker and I am the virtual assistant guy. I can go ahead and create a business that scratches this itch. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put a bit of a premium on it because of the brand I've got. I've built it up. Um, and, uh, it'll be great. We'll help people out and we'll make money and everybody will be happy. And so that's exactly what I did. I launched the company called Your Web PA. Um, uh, Mr. I Flynn. remember this. You yes. will remember because you were one of our clients. You were one of our clients. Can you remember what you were ordering from us? I think I was
0: ordering... Gosh, I can't even remember, to be honest. Do you remember? You remember.
1: <laughs> I do remember because I remember everything about articles? My failures. It was articles. Okay. Yes, it was articles. Um, it was articles for, um, uh, I'm not sure whether it was articles for the for security, the security, guard, security guard. I'm not 100% sure on that. It could have been think for my trumpet site. Trumpet site. Maybe. I, I have no... <laughs> Which nobody knows know. about, by the way. I, I did not even know you had a trumpet site. That's great. <laughs> The, the was another failure. It? Pat Flynn's Trumpet <laughs> um, Or it would be what, what would it be? Uh, Pat Flynn's Trumpet site HQ.com. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but anyway, we were, we were writing articles and I mean, for all intents and purposes, we were actually for the for the customers that were coming in. We were doing a good job for the graphics were of high quality. The articles were well written and researched, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we didn't have the volume. So imagine I have 30 odd people ready to rock and roll across a number of different, you know, uh tasks and roles that, that we were handling, video editing, audio editing, all this sort of stuff. Um, infographic design, ebook design and everything. And we just didn't get the volume. And I pitched it and I pitched it and I pitched it. Bear in mind this is before the time of Facebook ads and all the rest of it, it was a lot harder to get your word out, um, you know, further afield from your own email list and your own blog and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it, it was an utter failure and at six months in, I had to call it, I had to blow the whistle and, and, and call the end of the game. We were 50 grand down almost six months in. Um, and, uh, not only did I lose the money and lose the time, but also I had to let go of about at that point, probably 15 to 20 people when I Jeez. decided to close the door so it was an utter failure i mean it was a complete and utter failure and the reason why quite frankly is because i did not validate the idea properly i knew some people wanted it but some people is not enough you need volume well not to the tune um, of 30 employees kind of exactly exactly <laughs> um that was one reason why uh, but the other reason why and i think probably the main reason why it failed is because i just drank my own bloody kool-aid plain and simple i thought that because You know, the the two out the two years worth of work that I had put in in building up my brand and my reputation as a as an outsourcing slash delegation guy was going to be enough for me to be able to launch this business. And I was very, very, very wrong. So that's my big story of horrific failure there. I mean, it's pretty tough. And I'm actually looking back on it. I'm more upset about the fact that I wasted six to eight months of my life working on this thing rather than losing 50 grand because money I can make time. I can't get that back. Right.
0: For sure. Uh, I've had a number of other failures, too. The most recent one that I've talked about more publicly is uh, breakthrough blogging. Now, this isn't like a failure failure to me. I thought it was a very successful launch of a membership site that I launched in 2013 as a result of many different people, friends, colleagues who were launching membership sites. And they were saying, hey, this is the holy grail of passive income. Like, look at all this recurring income coming in. I'm like, I need something like that too. And so what could I create? I uh, researched what the biggest problems were in the audience and all the bloggers out there were like, hey, we get to this six month point and we're just stagnant, we're plateauing, we're not getting any new subscribers, it sucks. What can we do? And so I was like, okay, this is great. Like I have an opportunity here to capture bloggers who are brand new into the space, uh, into this community who can all, we can all work together. I can provide videos and all these things to help keep people afloat past the honeymoon stage of blogging. I thought it was a great idea. And actually it launched very, very well. It uh, launched to about 350 new members. Um, But Uh, and and it it served them very well it it, um, provided a number of different videos to help them through a lot of the biggest struggles that they were having the community was thriving at first but then over time and because it was something that I was going to be charging a recurring payment for I didn't to those people because they were sort of the beta users but um, there were a lot of them but I was planning on sort of bringing new students in and and asking them to pay recurring monthly to be a part of it and I just felt like I was on a, a, a content hamster wheel like every month That went by. I was like, man, what am I gonna what am I gonna do this month to to make sure that it's still providing value? And I just felt forced to do that. And it just all the content that was coming out was not as good quality as I would want it to. And then it eventually got to the point where all we were doing that was new was every month there was a, a webinar, and that was it. And it just made me feel terrible. And the forums were dying out, you know, a couple complaints here and there, but, you know, nothing really loud. Uh, and then two years went by. I hadn't touched the the site for a while and I felt terrible about that. And then I decided to start going into courses and, uh, which is what I'm doing now. But I, but there was this like thing that was looming over me, this dark cloud of what breakthrough blogging was. And I was like, I have to, I have to come clean on that, because I just didn't feel good about how that all went down. You know, I didn't I didn't give people what I had initially promised. And so, even though I didn't hear any complaints, I went back and I emailed all 350 people. And I said, hey guys, um, this is what I'm doing next. I'm gonna be creating courses. They're gonna be specific solutions to specific problems so you know whether or not it's something that's gonna help you or not. It's not for everybody. They're gonna be very specific, and it's that's gonna make it easier for me to sell. It's gonna make it easier for you to know whether it's for you or not. Anyway, that's where I'm going. One time fee, that's it. But before I do that, I have to just tell you that I I feel terrible about the fact that I didn't follow through with what I had promised, and because of that, I'm gonna offer all of you, all 350 of you, a 100% refund. And this is two years later. And I thought that was the right thing to do. Some of my mastermind friends were like, That is crazy. Like what? A two year like money back guarantee? That doesn't make sense. But it was just for me, right? I needed to do that to come clean and to be able to move forward with confidence. And so I did that. And, you know, fifteen to twenty percent of the people took it and I was happy to give that back. But eighty percent of the people were like, Pat, like, this is crazy, but thank you. That's amazing and generous of you. But I got value out of it. But good luck on the next journey that you're on with with these courses. And now I'm creating these courses. Now they're very successful. Now they're providing solutions to people with very specific problems and they're loving it. And I'm loving it and I'm happy. And so I got over that hump. But to me, that was a big sort of, whoa, that's not what I want to do. And I only did it initially because everybody was saying how awesome it was. But the big lesson there was just because it was awesome for everybody else, it didn't mean it was awesome
1: for me and the way I wanted to teach. Well, and the, the other thing is, is that, I mean, particularly at that point, you know the passive income and quote unquote model was very much to be as passive as you possibly could with mm-hmm. your earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, and running a membership of any variety is not passive. It's not for everyone. It truly is not for everyone. You've got to show up. You've got to, you know, give a damn about what you're doing, and you've got to do it over and over and over and over and over again. Just like you do a some, entrepreneur just like I do in Youpreneur. And I have no problems doing it in Youpreneur because it's truly what I want to do. It's what I enjoy doing. It's, it's that, that ongoing, ongoing way of being able to serve my community that are in a position where they want to take things a little bit more seriously. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's a no brainer. And actually guys, in, in the next episode, we're going to be talking, we're going to be flipping the coin around here and talking about our wins. Um, and my biggest win, particularly as an online entrepreneur, has been the Youpreneur Academy. I'm going to pull back the curtain and talk about that a little bit. But yeah, it's not for everyone. And it certainly wasn't your business model, man. So, I mean, I remember when you told me you were, go- you were going to do it, I love the idea of you doing it, but I did second guess you I think a little bit and said, are you sure this is something that you can sustain or even want to, to carry on with? Um, and I remember you going into it saying, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to rock and roll. And then, and then obviously further down the track, you, you had to change your heart and you wanted to move in a slightly different direction, but that, you know, guys, that's entrepreneurship one-on-one that's called pivoting. Um, you never really know, whether something's going to work out or not, unless you actually push the button and go with it, um, and I think that's the overall kind of arcing lesson here in this episode, where we talk about actually just continuing to try things, continuing to test things, continuing to, you know, put these new ideas together, these new projects, working on them, launching them, um, and I I think it's important. It's important. Sometimes they'll work out brilliantly. Sometimes they'll be horrific failures like my your web pa was sometimes there'll be maybe somewhere in the middle uh which was I think where breakthrough blogging was but ultimately if you're not moving forward you're not moving at all yeah true that well why don't we get into those wins in the
0: next episode right now uh and that'll be episode 5 of season 3 here so all you have to do is uh make sure first of all before you go head on over to iTunes, leave a review for the One Day Business Breakthrough Podcast. We would very much appreciate that. We've been reading them. They're fantastic, and they just keep us motivated to keep going and continue these seasons down the road. And for those of you who have been following us since the beginning, like since season one, you know now that, hey, this is something that we're going to continue to do. So hopefully uh, you, you appreciate that because we know it kind of took a little bit of time between season one and season two. But, hey, we're here. We're going to get into the next episode right now. So if you're binge listening with us, just hey, click play on the next episode, and we'll see you there. Thanks, guys.